In the darkest depths of the Twist My Arm Network, there were three nerdy dudes. But they were no ordinary dudes. These dudes were Marvel fanboy dudes. They bleed Marvel. If there was ever a time for these three nerdy dudes to come out of the shadows and spew all their Marvel chunks, it was the year 2021. We are the Marvel Canon Madness Podcast. My name is Josh, and I am the host and creator of the Twist My Arm Network. And join with me today to my right. His name is Chip, and we are here to talk all about Marvel. We also have our brand new host. He's on the bottom here. His name is Roy. Like I said, we're here to talk all about Marvel. You can find us on Instagram at Marvel Canon Madness and listen to us anywhere you hear podcasts. Just search Marvel Canon Madness. Yeah, you heard that right. We have changed this, the name of this show from Marvel Cinematic Mondays to Marvel Canon Madness. Everything is getting updated and in the works, so it will all be ready for your listening enjoyment. Um, you can get all the news from the network and everything else by going to twistmyarmpodcast.com. That did help. Yeah. Thank you. All right. It's great to have you here. I, you know, you know, it does, it does help. You know, but uh, it's great to have you here. I'm so happy to be back on Monday. Um, anything? Uh, how was your week? Anything crazy go down? Um, no, it was a pretty uneventful week. Worked a lot. Went, uh, yeah, worked a lot. The big, like, <laughs> the big excitement of the week for me was today. So it's just a ton of ton of news this morning i woke up this morning started browsing through the internet and i was like oh look at that oh look at that so today was pretty cool huh so you found a bunch more news than i did then because i could only find a little bit so yeah, i mean it, um, trailers this is the trailers oh, okay okay i think i'm gonna ruin your day about that a little bit later but before we ruin each other's day i gotta bring in another ruiner of days his name is roy also known as the intrepid dm <laughs> How are Hello, you, gentlemen? <laughs> Good day. I don't, boy. I don't mean that. You don't ruin days. You are a wonderful human being, Roy, and I am glad that you are here on this Monday. How it's are an you? adventure. It's an adventure <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. A journey that I am well accustomed to taking with you now, and I'm mm. glad to be a part of. Hell yes. We are glad to have you a part of it for sure. How was your week? Anything uh Anything exciting happen? Uh, I've finished uh, the early access playthrough of the game I was playing on on my stream, and now I've got to find a new game to play. Um, okay. So you're talking Baldur's Gate? Baldur's Gate uh, 3 is what I was playing. Uh, they've okay. only released like the first chapter of the game. So, uh, yeah, you know, like I said, tabletop games, it's my thing. I just got to find okay. something new now. Yeah, I have faith that you will find something incredible to play. Oh, I will. (laughs) Anything with a story is what I'm all about. There you go. You could always hop on to our uh, Imperial Assault streams if you'd like. (laughs) (laughs) Have you, um, oh gosh, have you played the Dark Anthologies games at all? 
Until Dawn, Man of Medan. I don't think so. Ooh, look into those. Okay. Yep. Will do. The dark, no, sorry. The Dark Pictures Anthology. That was called. Look into that. I've never never heard of those. Oh, it's like uh, they're like I'm horror not. games with like Nope. Nope. branching I things. I so you get like multiple person. endings. No? So, oh, okay. Yeah. Fine. No. Fair enough. Fair Fair enough. Scary stuff. I, I'm a pussy when it comes to the scary movies and stuff <laughs> like that. Me too, dude. I can't like Kylie loves scary movies and so she'll watch them, but I have a switch that I play. And, yeah, you know, I'll look up and know what's going on and make my predictions and be like, oh, this person's going to die. She's dead. I'm going to go right <laughs> back into Mega Man because I don't want to yep. watch it. <laughs> yeah, see, I I don't know. I like I like the gore fest. Yeah, that's why I'm I mean, like digging Invincible a lot because it is. Well, gory. I can handle the I can handle certain kinds of gore like Invincible is awesome. I love that show. Thank you for showing me that because like I didn't necessarily believe you at first but because i was like oh another comic book show made by the same guy that did the walking dead oh, oh another yay, comic whatever. book show you know, still like, watch. Oh. <laughs> yeah oh god and so i was playing uh some borderlands or something one night and i put it on and it gets to the end of that first episode and like i'm not going to spoil anything but good lord like i i had to press pause and I like my jaw was dropped for the end of that scene and it was gory as hell, but it was good. It wasn't like a, a kind of, I mean, it was disgusting, but it was well done. <laughs> so. Yeah. And so out of nowhere too. It was like, yeah, what? yeah, exactly. But I feel like that's how, if that didn't happen in that show and you know, there was just a couple little you know, fun gore scenes. I probably wouldn't have cared as much. But yeah, apparently in the comics that happens it. a few issues in. So like probably issue like five or six or seven. Apparently, okay. from what I've okay heard, but I haven't read. So it the takes comics. a minute to get going. Then it sounds like yeah, yeah, which is fine. Then and, and you know, either way. Yeah, that, but that for the show, they definitely it. skipped a lot of stuff. You can do setup so much easier with yeah. like video if you haven't seen that you gotta you gotta watch invincible on amazon prime it's it's freaking great and speaking of gore uh we are doing a mortal kombat special on best flicks i believe um here and i i hear that that movie is supposed to be gory as all hell their trailer like, was surprisingly yes. bloody i was like well, yeah okay yeah i mean i guess it was like one step away from a nc-17 rating or something one decapitation away. <laughs> it but, takes a um, lot to earn a rated R nowadays, it seems like. so. Yeah, well, I mean, people try not to do rated R stuff because well, yeah, the bigger the your big, viewer base in half. Your bigger profits in the PG-13 area. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's, I don't know. That's why Disney's so hesitant about doing a Deadpool rated R. I mean, they're going to. Yeah, but. well, I mean, you, for a rated R movie, Deadpool did amazing. Yeah. I mean, look at Logan. <laughs> Logan did great, too. Yep. I mean, there were people taking their kids to Logan, though. Like, oh, this will be fine. It's not a big deal. And it, <laughs> Yeah. And it really Whoa! wasn't that crazy. There was some crazy stuff, but, like, 
I don't know. I feel the like I could have handled Logan. Head, that was pretty. Yeah, but a 10-year-old boy that already, you know, probably watches things like Rotten.com, that's, like, cool for them, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, my so, my boy watched Walking Dead almost every season with me, so. Yeah, and is that any worse than a superhero's I, claws going through a bad guy's head? I was teaching my boy survival <laughs> techniques. Dude, honestly, like, Friday the 13th. Or not Friday the 13th. The Nightmare on Elm Street movies are probably like the first movies I remember. Like, I watched Mine was those movies play. when I was so young. And I mean, like, I don't know. Mine was the Child's like, Play movies. Those ones I don't know too. why. Anytime there's like I a kid involved, all... there's like the extra twist for sure. Yeah. And any of the relate, you relate somehow to that kid, you know? Yeah. And I like, and I don't know. And I like, I like the gore fest, but I don't like the torture porn. Like I hate hostile. And I like me too. I'm the like same I'll watch way. you dice it real quick, but like I don't want to watch you like slowly cut his arm. Like that, ow, that hurt, ow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, and that that stuff is not fun for me at all. I I don't know why. I don't know that that's just, just I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> but here we're talking about invincible. Invincible. We're people's eyes are popping out of their sockets and like i don't know <laughs> anyway we're here to talk marvel which is no walking dead's not on marvel no those guys yeah. are dark horse right they gotta be but dark horse, no but. image image comics image my bad my bad um jesse says mortal Kombat looks gory for the sake of it just like the games which is what they should have done that's i mean yeah. it's it's that day and age they definitely should have done that. So, um, I I watched Mortal Kombat Annihilation today, and when I was younger, I thought that movie was pretty cool. You know, you're you're. I think I was like ten, maybe nine or ten, and you know, I thought it was it was okay. It was it was a fun fight movie. But I watched it now. Holy shit! That's like the worst movie ever made. I don't remember Annihilation. I remember the first Mortal Kombat was. Uh pretty passable i guess like See, none of the acting was really I, good like none of the actors. first mortal Kombat. first mortal Kombat was way better yeah it was way better that's true like, yeah uh, i would I remember is, about worst movie but Stelios. i mean honestly worst <laughs> movie worst movie in my opinion would go to avatar the last airbender by m night uh, Shyamalan. Well, i didn't okay. see it <laughs> i didn't see the series why. either yeah. so i mean that's yeah so I, I wouldn't know anything about that, you know. That's mm. I know. I know. Kylie says the same thing that uh, Last Airbender was pretty much the worst thing ever made. But I don't know, man. Mortal Kombat, the the acting and stuff, and like some of the dude, it was just such amateur filmmaking. It was like they hired some guy that had never made a movie before to make this movie, and like you know, the one-liners. I think uh, Jack says something when he punches Cyrax, and they zoom in on his face. And oh yeah, he's like, now what? <laughs> and, like, just keeps punching Cyrax, and it's, I don't know, it's the it's the dumbest movie ever. Nice. Watch it, watch it, because it's fun to laugh at, but uh, it's it's bad. So, 
Anyway, again, we're here to talk Marvel because we're the Marvel Can of Madness podcast where we go live um, every Monday during a Marvel show and every other Monday when there's not a Marvel show happening, which means that there are people in the live chat right now. Thank you guys for watching and hanging out with us as we go on this adventure. It's snowing here in Colorado, which is crazy. It snowed but, earlier uh, today here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I don't know, man. It's it's too late, too late for that, I think. Maybe not now. We live in... It's not too late. Global warming and stuff. It's fine. <laughs> but uh-huh. I'm excited to get this show on the road. Um, we, like I said, we go live pretty much every Monday. Um, after Falcon Winter Soldier, though, just a heads up for everyone, next week is going to be our last consecutive week. After that, we will be doing shows every other week. So we're going to have a nice season finale for Falcon Winter Soldier, and then we'll take a week off and then do a show and then week off and then do that up until Loki and then uh, probably do the more consecutive thing again when Loki comes out. So we're reviewing the show and stuff, but in between now um, it's, it, this works out perfectly guys, because there's a little show coming out called the bad batch. Um, it's a star Wars cartoon. And I don't know if you know me at all, but I'm a big fan of star Wars and uh, I've been dying to talk some Star Wars again. So we're going to resurrect the Quest Me show where we talk about Star Wars shows. Um, the last one was Mandalorian Season 2. Jesse and I did a huge uh, it was 12, what was that, 10 episodes? I don't even remember how many episodes it was. But mm. we did the whole season and um, it was a lot of fun. So I'm bringing in old Twist My Arm friend Justin to review the bad batch <laughs> with me and uh we're gonna do that on the marvel off days so if you get bored come hang out with us for bad batch but right now we're going to get into and now it's time for marvel news so first bit of news uh this is kind of a, a mix of news and trailer talk because um yeah, that's kind of the news that's going on right now is trailers and a little bit of news. First bit of news, Hawkeye trailer. Um, false. That's, didn't, fake? It's not. It's it's fake. I'm sorry. I was it getting it all so queued cool. up. <laughs> I was getting it all queued up and ready to play and, and break down and stuff. But then I did a little more digging and each Hawkeye trailer that's online right now has been fan made except for the little tiny Disney plus like featurette they did for it a few months ago. So although it is a very cool trailer and if you like watching fan made trailers, um, check out the Hawkeye trailer, but it's not real. So I can't in good conscience play it on the show, but I do have some real news. Um, do, do you guys know who uh, Alfred Molina is? Yeah. So, Roy, I think you have this bit of news as well. Do you want to do you want to talk about this this thing for a second? Oh, his his mic is gone. He's muted. Wait. You chose to mute yourself. I muted myself cuz I have children. That's okay. And they That's were okay. in the background. Your uh, mouth was moving, but we weren't hearing anything. So, <clears throat> yes. <laughs> So uh, I'll, I'll gladly share this one with you because, I mean, it, it's it's a doozy. I mean, so yeah. the new Spider-Man 3 that is going to be coming out, 
um, which is No Way Home is the new title of it. Um, yes. Has kind of had a little bit of spoiler to it because of Alfred Molina, uh, who played Doc Ock in Sam Remy's Spider-Man 2. A, a which, little bit of spoiler. Oh my gosh, he's <laughs> he's probably gonna lose some money over this. He just Mark Hamilled the shit out of this um, <laughs> this whole movie. But so here's the thing: Spider-Man Two, Alfred Molina dies. Doc Ock dies at the end of the movie when the reactor is going up, and Peter talks to his better conscious, and he drops the the reactor in the river, and he drowns with it. Mm-hmm. So he's already I, I mean, confirmed. Did we really see him die on screen though? And we never saw a body. That, that's true. And um during the interview, he talks about talking with uh the director, John Watts, and says, you know, hey, I died. But then the director, John Watts, tells him, in this universe, no one really dies. Which Dude has so much connotation to the entire overarching Marvel <laughs> universe now. Yeah, no it's shit. not even funny. <laughs> well, so, he says so he says uh there he was on an interview with um god, I can't even remember what it was now. But basically his variety. quote was variety, yes. He says when we were shooting it, we were all under orders not to talk about it because it was supposed to be some great big secret. But you know, it's all over the internet. I actually describe myself as the worst kept secret in Hollywood. Ha ha ha. And then, yeah, he goes on to, it was wonderful. It was very interesting going back after 17 years to play the same role, giving that in the intervening years, I now have two chins, a waddle, crow's feet, and a slightly dodgy, dodgy, dodgy lower back. So he, he had a fun interview, but then, but then, yeah, saying that no one ever really dies. I mean, <laughs> He really, really screwed the pooch on that. Um, and actually, it's funny because if you just go type in Alfred Molina online, the first article to pop up is Alfred Molina is probably in Marvel jail after spoiling Spider-Man <laughs> sequel. Yeah. And they're so, not wrong. <laughs> that was a huge thing for Sony. Is Sony's been wanting to work on a Sinister Six spinoff for a long time. And they kind of Since built up to that. amazing Spider-Man yeah well and then you know venom came out and we had all these other things and they're when they were trying to put together spider-man 3 amazing spider-man 3 with garfield there was talks that the villain was supposed to be craven and that was supposed to lead into the sinister six spinoff and potentially more movies so yeah it him going there was a lot this, of problems with that movie though for sure there were and Molina goes into detail about how they use age uh reverse the, aging the technology yeah. to do this and he talks about how he really doesn't have to do anything but give a mean scowl at the camera and let the arm the CGI arms do the work so so he's not even going to be in this for very long this well, is going to be supposedly he has a pretty big role and a pretty big fight scene. Oh, um, okay. According to uh, some other articles, there is one large scale fight scene that is probably the largest fight scene they've done since Endgame. 
So <laughs> it's going to be all the Spider-Men and all the villains. That's that's what I'm thinking is they're going to do <laughs> pretty much their little Spider-Man verse, uh, Spider-Verse. Canon I need to thing. go. I, I want to watch the in, I need to watch Into the Spider-Verse again because that movie was great. I only it watched it once. Though. Really good. Nicholas yeah. Cage did a great job as Noir Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Do you think they'll have a spider pig in, in this with all the just just to give a funny little nod? I have like some pig in a Spider-Man costume. Mm-hmm. I would. Chip, what Spider-Man. do you think about the new the new Spider-Man coming out? Are you excited for, for all of this? And now for the confirmation that we're going to get a Spider-Verse? I, I feel like it's going to be pretty dope. Like it'll definitely be pretty good i i don't know i had my i had my like hesitancies with like how they would be able to handle such like a large cast of characters but like infinity war and game were pretty amazing so i'm kind (laughs) of not worried i feel like if uh if kevin signs off on it it's cool yeah, That's cool. I agree, and it's gonna be great to see Willem Dafoe in that stupid costume again. That's see, he hasn't been confirmed. There's a lot of people that might no have because a cameo. you know what happened is Willem Dafoe read his contract and was like, "Oh right, don't talk about this. Cool, I won't. Mm-hmm. I'm a professional." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, he might not even show up. It might not be his face. It might just be some dude in a costume. They just need his voice so he can do studio work from his house. Yeah, he would never true. even know. Um, I, I get the feeling that Defoe would show up for the role, though. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he would have committed. to. He, that guy is like 100% committed to any role he plays in movies. Yeah. I mean, he was in Aquaman, and I don't see how anyone could be devoted to that role. Ouch. Really? You didn't like Aquaman? I was not a fan. Wow. I'm not I a fan of like that most movie. DC movies. Which is... I haven't seen it. Fine. That's fine. I mean... You're better um, off. I, you don't know don't that. I don't watch any of them. <laughs> DC's like not my... You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be talking about DC on a Marvel podcast. My bad. Are there any uh, crazy predictions you have for Spider-Man at all? I mean, it's not coming out till Christmas, so we got some time to speculate on this. But uh, you guys have any other thoughts about Alfred Molina spilling the beans? You think he's dead yet? You think they killed him? I think it. Uh, you got to wait a little while. Too coincidental if it happens right away. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. Well, I feel like that be. I feel like it'd be really interesting to see like Mayday Parker during like the huge universe scene, and like MJ and Peter look at each other like, uh <laughs> like that'd be funny said, and awkward. What Mayday Parker? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's um. What is Mary what's Jane, that? In, in one of the universes, it's Mary Jane and Peter's daughter. Spider Girl has oh. their powers. There, yeah, Mary Jane yeah has they powers. called her Spider Girl because Spider Woman yeah, is technically MJ has powers too. 
How does MJ have powers? I don't remember. <laughs> Are you talking <laughs> about polluted? Are you talking like uh, Carnage Queen? No, MJ there's like or... a new, there's like a newer series, like the Renew Your Vows, and um, like all three of them are running around fighting crime. Oh, um, I have to go check. But that Mayday out. Parker self, I think, like back in the '90s, and maybe okay. in that run of Spider Girl, uh, I don't huh. think MJ had powers then, but like, yeah, May did, because obviously they named her after Aunt May. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Interesting. I uh, never even knew that was a thing. But, but it'd be cool, cool to see like their future daughter show up and have a funny, awkward scene between them. Right. Like especially if they, yeah. That, okay. All right. I could I could take that. But uh we'll move on from that bit of Spider Man news. Now that we we're it's official, Alfred Molina is in that movie and he is yep. playing Doc Ock and they are going back in time. Yep. And we <laughs> so, do know that Jamie Foxx has reprised his role as Electro. Yep. And the so, Andrew Garfield stunt double was on set. So. It's all, it's all accurate. It's all everything coming together, man. Everything we've uh, hoped and dreamed. It's so hard to keep things secret now that. Yeah. You pay. I mean, you pretty much have to work not to spoil it for yourself. Yeah, for sure. That's very true. Um, but uh, speaking of spoilers, this isn't a spoiler. It's a trailer, a real trailer. The Shang-Chi trailer dropped today. So what I'm going to do is uh, play the trailer for everybody and we can all watch it together and then we will discuss. I know nothing about Shang-Chi, so I hope I hope Chip has a little bit of info on that. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Thank God. So, all right, let's get this show on the road here. All right, so I know nothing about Shang Chi, but that trailer is pretty sweet, and it, uh, not knowing anything about it, um, it looks like a very awesome, like kung fu type of movie. Yeah. Even a uh, little bit, is right. A little, little bit of crouching tiger, hidden dragon up in there. I feel like um, mm-hmm. that little forest scene. It just kind of reminded me of that. Um, but yeah, man, that it looks really, really cool. So Chip. Talk a little bit about Shang-Chi and what he's all about and what this movie could be all about after seeing that trailer. Um, so Shang-Chi is Shang-Chi, the master of Kung Fu. So you were definitely right saying Kung Fu there. Um, he's also known as Brother Hand. Um, character created by Jim Starlin and Steve Englehart. Uh, first appeared in Special Marvel Edition number 15, uh, 1973. So he's been around for quite a while. Um, mm. He is, he's he's a Bruce Lee knockoff. Like, he's basically the comic book version like... of Bruce Lee. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So it's, it's going to be really cool. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm looking up the fictional character biography right now. I'm not sure if he's actually the Mandarin's son, but like based on the trailer, it seems like he's the Mandarin's son. Um, so I don't know. Is so, that the Mandarin, the guy that that's sitting there I, in the in? I mean, is that that the, I, that is the Mandarin that's in the chair? Okay. Um, 
He's he's confident. Because I can't remember the actor's <laughs> name, but that is the actor that has been cast as the Mandarin. Oh, so okay. I it's, I'm in the same boat as you, Josh. I don't know a ton. I know like small snippets and background. I do know in I the comics that, that uh, he wasn't the Mandarin's son. Um, mm. he, he was he was related to an evil sorcerer. I know that. I just can't remember this. It, it's not Fing Fang Foom <laughs> because he's the dragon. But uh, that does play into the Ten Rings. I know that much. Huh. So, uh, um, yeah, maybe, maybe. And then, do, yeah, Aquafina's uh, in this movie. Simu Liu. Uh, mm-hmm. It's gonna be. Okay. It's gonna be really cool. Uh, it, you don't really. Do, need, is there any relation? No. About Shang. Is there any like relation this. to Iron Fist with Shang Chi at all? Do they have mm, any? Not. No. Not as much as you would expect, honestly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like um, I mean, obviously it, they've interacted before, but like they did. They didn't really like, work hand in hand the way you would almost expect. Um, okay. It's the, yeah, that's that's kind of disappointing because Iron Fist uh, probably could use a makeover. No, well, I'm actually going to predict now that Moon Knight makes a cameo in Shang-Chi. Now they're going to introduce Moon Knight and then he'll get a series. That, okay. that would be pretty dope. I do know like the rings... The ten rings are like semi-sentient. They're they're kind of like MacGuffins of the Power Stones. <laughs> um, that they each produce a type of power, and the Mandarin using them—that's how he becomes all powerful. And he's supposed to be the Mandarin originally is supposed to be like a ancient type of being, like live for a long time. He like so, yeah, he runs. And the, that whole organization the, and shit. Yeah. The, so the rings in the comics, if I'm right, this is from Iron Man because Mandarin was one of big Iron Man's big villains. The rings, if I remember right, were created by an alien dragon-like race. Hmm. Though I can't remember their name. <laughs> and you could Either. do that now. You could do that alien stuff now with you know yeah. everything that's gone on. It's possible. But I I think I'm not quite sure we'd have to rewind that trailer, but it looked like there was dragons in that big, uh, big battle. Hmm. So I know there was definitely those uh, Oriental uh, statuesque dogs. You could see those. So there's something going on there that is otherworldly. Those things look like Narnia, Narnia lions. Oh man! Warning! 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 I have a voicemail alert here. Oh um, God, Jesse! Predicting now, it was Jesse. Interesting. <laughs> hey guys, this is Jesse from Sudden but Inevitable. I just gotta say, holy hell! This Shang Chi trailer is bananas. If Marvel is gonna start doing stuff like this where they lean super heavily into genre, much like a successful TV show, uh, The Mandalorian, and they do that with their new movies, I am very excited, more excited than I thought I would be for the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I just want to say before I go, thanks for being such a great Marvel podcast. I get all of my best news and tips 
from Marvel Canon Madness. Have a good night, guys. Ah, thank you, Jesse. Thank you for calling into the show. If you'd like to call and leave us a voicemail, you can. 508-93-TWIST is the number. Um, and I, I agree, though. I really like the genre-based stuff. Um, and I do kind of feel like they're going a little bit more into the genre-based realm, you know? Um, I think Marvel vs. Madness is going to be... Or what is that called? Multiverse of Madness. God, I can't... Yeah. We went through so many different names for this show, and <laughs> it... <laughs> we had a lot of different and, ideas that we went through. And and a lot of it, we were like, well, Doctor Strange and, and, the, and the Multiverse of Madness, that's cool. Maybe we should do something around that. And that's... Anyway... Um, but Doctor Strange kind of seems like it might be a bit of a horror movie, maybe like a, a more of a thriller I, kind of movie. That's what I've heard. Um, I mean the uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier has been very uh, culturally poignant. Mm-hmm. Um, they have brought a lot of light to a lot of different things. WandaVision was a sitcom, you know. Obviously, it was not a sitcom, but but they did a great job making that multiple genres in one little genre so i i think i think they're going in the right direction and jesse's um on something there with the with the genre based things roy if there was one genre that you would want to see in marvel what what would it be like if you were to want to see a movie that was set in a certain type of genre what would those be um i don't feel like we've gotten enough cosmic stuff honestly and i didn't know enough about guardians of the galaxy originally when they came out i mean i knew star lord i knew rocket raccoon i knew them but i didn't know know them you know sure. so i feel like the eternals coming out is supposed to be more of a cosmic balanced type of series i or not series but movie um yes Silver Surfer would be a, a <laughs> or even uh, Novacore would be okay. amazing. I would like to see those. A Chip, what about what about you? What would be one of your genres that you would love to see? I feel like there's not enough tentacle porn in the Marvel shows. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, we're, we're... <laughs> So deadpan. Uh, like I'm totally no, I'm serious. cool with. Um, more. Like, I don't know. It's it's been. They're doing a really good job. Like they've got their. Uh, like I don't know. There's nothing Western style, but like that's exactly what I was cosmic and Western together. Like mm-hmm. there's I don't know. We could do a. Um, Gosh, you could do a uh, Star Jammer. The Star Jammer. I want to. I want a buddy cop comedy. Buddy cop comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the road trip movie of Deadpool and Wolverine would have been fantastic. (laughs) Like, oh, that movie would have been great. Having to road trip across the country to to find Wolverine's daughter or something like that. Oh, man. You're you're not wrong. Even Winter Soldier is kind of the buddy cop movie. It is now. I mean, after after the series has played out a little bit, it's definitely a bit of a buddy cop show. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm I'm thinking like a Lethal Weapon kind of thing, or 
uh, even like a Pulp Fiction, you know, where where you have Samuel Jackson and Colby Smolders going around just being buddy cops, you know, and uh, you could do that for Secret Invasion, I guess. Maybe that's what they're going to do for Secret Invasion. <laughs> buddy cops with a bunch of scrolls. But I don't know. I, I, go on. I, I, I also feel like they could make uh, probably one hell of a high fantasy based Marvel movie. I mean, around like Black Knight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But we know, we do know Black Knight is in the Eternals, right? I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's uh, John Snow's that, uh, character. Yeah. John Snow. Yeah. You know nothing, Black Knight. I know. Um, any other news from you guys or anything else that you wanted to say about the Shang-Chi trailer? Uh, there was uh, a we... go ahead. There's a uh, leaked like the the entire wave of Marvel Legends for the Shang Chi movie got released. Uh, so oh. The character in like the Kabuki makeup is called Death Dealer, uh, an antagonist. Um, pretty cool character design. Um, Aquafina's character Kelly at some point in the movie is gonna on like a traditional red oni okay maybe i think is what it's called i might be wrong about that but like yeah the traditional red like dress and then she's gonna have a bow so like she definitely has some sort of a training so maybe she's actually a plant like Mm. she's sent there to like bodyguard him while he's bucking off and he doesn't know it until later in the movie, and it's a point of contention. Possible. But yeah, at some point like, she like uh, dons traditional robes and has a bow and arrow for okay, a big fight okay. scene. So she's not as useless as she'll seem, apparently. Mm. Is she the one is she the one that's driving the bus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think <laughs> I she's know, like, I don't know she's meant to be the comic relief. Like Aquafina mm. is definitely like the comic relief. So okay. the dude with the sword for an arm, is he honestly a real villain? Like, do they call Razor him Hatchet Fist? Man? Or Ra- Are you Razor talking about Razor Fist, my dude? I, I was going to I was gonna say Razor <laughs> Fist actually as a name. I was Pushing. like Hatchet Hand or Razor <laughs> Fist or Knife Knuckle, you know. Oh, yeah. Razor Fist, dude. He's like a classic Shang-Chi villain. They've thrown down several times. <laughs> what was up with the, the cuffs, the blue arm cuffs? Those are the ten rings. Like yeah. it's the dumbest thing. Mm. That that like was it. my guess. Of the, is that's how they're gonna do like the ten rings of power? Yeah, they're not, not well, gonna they be like Kill. Yeah, they're not gonna you be know, like they... mystical sorcerer rings, which they should because we have Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So like, why are you scared of doing like mystical magic shit? Use the mystical magical ten rings. But no, it looks like he's got like energy bands on his arms. Like who cares? We saw that in Black Panther. <laughs> Well, let's talk about chips you know, silver and tongue. <laughs> with uh, <laughs> with the whole talk that Roy had earlier about uh, the Ten Rings coming from an alien power, it would make sense that the Ten Rings were made out of Chitari uh, technology. That would make sense. That uh... right? I'm sorry. That's lame. <laughs> But I mean, you gotta you gotta stay a little realistic with it. I mean, uh, uh, Vulture 
you know, he, his technology was made with but, Chitauri stuff. So I don't know. That doesn't make sense in continuity because the Chitauri invasion happened after the fake Mandarin was like messing with Tony Stark's. So like that organization called yeah, but the that Ten dude... Rings has already been around. So like, <sighs> yeah, why would... yeah, true. There's going to be so... something where maybe the Chitauri rings are fake. And they have to get the real mystical rings. You know what I mean? That you have on all ten fingers. So the range of powers on these rings, I was just looking it up quick because I knew the the race was driving me nuts. It's the Axon car is the name of the dragons. But each ring, like uh, left hand, the pinky is a ice blast. The ring finger is mento intensifier. It mentally controls other people. The middle finger is uh, Electro Blast. Index finger is Flame Blast. Uh, The thumb is White Light, which is controlling powers of the electromagnetic spectrum. Laser beams and invisibility. Do you have to to point that certain finger? (laughs) That one. I I don't know. Like uh, the pinky on the right hand is Black Light. It creates absolute blackness and uh, takes light from everything, I guess. Uh, so it's Dumbledore's little tool that sucks the ring. The the ring finger is a disintegration beam. Uh, Just completely destroys atoms and molecules. Ring. The middle finger is vortex beam. Obviously, creates high winds and controls power of flight. Huh. The okay. index finger is an impact beam, approximately projects a beam of force equal to that of 350 pounds of TNT. Because <laughs> that's a standard unit of measurement. Like, oh, cool. Thanks I know. for clearing that up for me. I know exactly what 300 pounds. Like, God. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> is that all the rings? Um, is that all 10 of them? Nope. Then there's the oh. thumb, which is a matter rearranger. Matter rearranger, so it is very similar to Infinity Stones, and I just wonder if you have to point. I just want people to point with their fingers. <laughs> ah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens, I guess. But um, any other things we wanted to talk about? There's a there's a lot to get into with this show today, guys. So any other Shang Chi portion? Like okay. Any other news articles from you? I had nothing else. I couldn't really find anything. No, no, just the Hawkeye trailer that apparently is fake. Yeah, sorry, man. That uh, all right. definitely not your fault. Definitely uh, not real. But uh, all right, so here it is. So we'll get into our next segment. What have we? That's right. This segment is what have we been reading? I hope you guys have been reading things. Um, It's okay. I've only read one thing, but let's start with Roy. What have you been reading this last couple weeks? Uh, So I'm still continuing the King and Black series. Um, This latest issue, Venom basically got the Cosmic Supreme uh, and became... I'm trying to think of the term, but captain universe or something like that i can't remember what the exact name was 
but yeah, he got a massive. Yeah, he got a massive upgrade. He took uh, Mjolnir and someone else's weapon and fused them together. It's it's been a few days since I read it, but it was it was pretty crazy. And then he completely tore um, Noel uh, a new asshole. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> a whole new asshole, pretty much. <laughs> Nice. It's pretty good, but All that right. that's I haven't had a whole lot of reading time lately. It's been sure you know a whole staying busy. I get that. I get that for sure. Um, Chip, what about you? What have you been reading in the last couple of weeks? I've been reading Uncanny X Force. Um, okay. The way the run that started in 2013. Uh, the lineup is uh, Storm. Uh, Puck, Psylocke, Spiral, and Bishop. Um, and basically, they uh, they have to fight off a invasion from Cassandra Nova, who is Xavier's twin sister that he killed off in the womb. But she's a powerful enough psychic that her psychic mind survived weird okay um but yeah <laughs> weird yeah weird shit. so they have to like fight off an invasion of uh like dark mirror versions of us so they all have to fight like dark mirrors of each other uh, pretty interesting storyline they end up like they end up like throwing cassandra nova's consciousness into psylocke's spare body because she's a telepath so her body's open to it open to it uh but they throw her in there and uh basically sacrifice that body then to like shut down the portal pretty cool cool storyline um speaking of lineups uh didn't we do a vote on a lineup recently chip yeah that was uh, that was the other story i couldn't remember god it's okay i got yeah. you um this is kind of based on what we've been reading a little bit because we all read x-men comics but why don't you tell us about the new lineup uh that marvel released for the x-men you you tell us about it chip you you tell us who the new so, lineup is i don't <laughs> <laughs> okay so let me see let me bring it up here so they had the vote and we all had that vote where uh, everybody in the group tossed their votes in. I think it was episode like two or three. Um, but yeah, uh, I voted for Tempo. I believe Josh voted for Sunspot. But uh, you did it. Yeah, it was a live live vote on the on the podcast. I voted and... Nightcrawler, didn't I? I think uh, I think you did. I think you did. I think that was just when you were in the chat, though. Maybe. <laughs> Let me find it here. And they had just brought up the new <laughs> God, it's so lame. So I had it here. Uh, try and... uh, yeah, let me it's all right. I had it I had shared it at some point too, so now I'm like really confused why I can't find it. Sorry everybody. X-Men vote results. I feel like they tweeted it out. It shouldn't be hard to find. Yeah, no, you're good. We're uh, we're just hanging out. I got it right here though. You want me to you want me to say it? You want me to go for you? 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, you can. I think I. Okay, here we yeah. go. So, the inaugural year will star Cyclops, Marvel Girl, Rogue, Wolverine, Cinch, Sunfire, and Polaris. It's a uh, sink, not cinch. Sink, um, sink, sink. Sorry, sorry. And his like, powers duh. are to God, like sink. learn how to read. <laughs> no, I'm just you know I'm just helping. Uh, his powers are to uh, grab. He basically absorbs and like uses people near him's powers like similar to rogue but he doesn't like vampire them off of people they can still use them but uh he can just access people's votes or votes access people's powers um <laughs> and uh it's pretty interesting like they theorize that he could be the most powerful mutant because like in time he could probably start keeping powers that he mm-hmm. absorbs permanently mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now he only gets them for a set duration um and then Wolverine, it's not, it's not Logan. Uh, Wolverine is X twenty three. Oh, the, okay. So the female Wolverine, the one from yep. uh, the little girl from Logan. Daughter. <laughs> yep, it's yeah. Laura Kenny. Yep. Oh, that's cool. That'll be cool. What a good lineup. Uh, it's, I'm assuming Cyclops is going to be the leader then, because he's always kind of the leader, right? Probably, probably. They actually have a few, like, leaders on the team, essentially, with that lineup. Like, Polaris, um, Polaris, Cyclops, Marvel Girl, all three of them have, like, led teams before. Didn't we have a discussion about all the different Marvel Girls, too? Which Marvel Girl is this? This one's Marvel Girl. It's uh, Jean Jean Grey. Grey. She was, like, one of the original X-Men. Uh before okay she was like the first one like marvel girl came before any of the captains or misses so sure sure all right well that's cool um (laughs) what else uh did you did you have anything else you were reading chip at all no um i mean nothing nothing too crazy and exciting okay that was like the one that was uh really interesting that i just finished up was the uncanny X Force where they're fighting off an invasion of body doubles, basically? Weird. Um. Well, so I've been reading Star Wars: The High Republic because they just released it on the Marvel Unlimited app. Um, it is technically still a comic, even though it's Star Wars. So I will talk very briefly on it, but it is pretty cool. Uh, it's only one issue. I've only gotten through the first issue, but. Uh, a <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but there's a Trandoshan um uh Jedi Master. I don't know if you know what a Trandoshan is. It's the lizard dude, Bosk. There's basically a Bosk that's a Jedi. That's cool. And uh they they introduced, you know, Grandmaster Yoda from six hundred years ago where he's all young and looking good and it's it's an interesting storyline because it's uh like I said, it's only one issue deep, so I don't know much about it yet. But um, it seems like it seems like their big station that they've built is gonna be uh, gonna be an issue coming going forward in the comics. And I know that this has been out for a minute. I think this started the run started last September or something like that. So I think Chip, you had told me that these don't come on, um, or they don't put new issues on for six months right 
Yeah, it's about distance behind. Okay, so before they, I'm drop sure on there's Marvel Unlimited. Okay, I'm sure there's a ton more um, like issues out there, but uh, I'm only on one. I'm excited to read more. I, I've seen issue number two in the. Uh, do you know when the what days Marvel Unlimited drops new issues? That's Monday. something I'm very curious about. Monday. Okay. All right. That's okay. Excellent. That's exciting. Yep. It's uh. Um. Yeah. Sundays or Mondays. Okay. One of those two. Well, yeah. I like I said. I I know it's Star Wars. I didn't want to talk too much about it, but I have been reading, <laughs> and. I did really enjoy that new, the new little series that they started, and I'm, I'm excited to see where they go with it. So, anything else that we've been reading, guys? Books, just not as many comics. Just not as many no. comics. Okay, all right. That's I read cool. a lot of Invincible, but uh, that's not Marvel. So, okay, that's cool. Well, we can move on to <laughs> Fat W's. <laughs> <laughs> got them fat dubs yeah um fat w's is uh just the acronym for falcon and the winter soldier um look at all of us rearranging our seats getting ready because there's going to be some arguments going on i think in this discussion i need to stretch I need to stretch and take a drink roy's got notes yeah we got, I got some pages base. i got notes and pages of notes <sighs> This filter I only wrote down one note out. actually this week. It's uh, Roy is wrong, and I'm gonna go <laughs> over that in great detail. So, <laughs> okay, okay. Well, first we need to uh, go through the synopsis, and of course, I forgot to bring it up before <laughs> before we started the show. Let's keep this to uh, valid and poignant points only, Chip. You know, oh, things that whoa. matter. Whoa. Wow. Nah. No, no. Oh, man. Do you have a synopsis, Roy? Do you got a synopsis up right now? I do not. Dang. That's Didn't okay. know I was supposed okay. to. Uh, no, John good, Walker man. deals with the aftermath of his actions, and Sam and Bucky return to the United States. You, you think yes. is that is that what it it's is? It's pretty good. I mean, that's like basically what it said on Disney Plus, essentially. Okay. I mean, that, that is basically what it is. There's a, there's a quick battle in the beginning between Falcon Winter Soldier and John Walker. There is um, a lot of – there's a lot of character development in this. They spend most <laughs> of the episode in Louisiana um, rebuilding a boat. You know, they have the – bombshell of Sharon Carter coming out as the power broker. Um, they have <laughs> the bombshells. <laughs> they have oh man, I'm sorry. I, I had to, but but then they had the uh the Baron Zemo went to went to the raft. Um and that's about it. Car they, basically everyone's gearing up for the final battle. This was the calm before the storm episode where you know, like you said, there's a the final battle between the Falcon Winter Soldier and John. Then they go back to the States and kind of get ready for whatever Carly Morgenthau has planned um, next. Which, as we found out, it's something in New York City. I roll. Um, and yeah, 
So that I mean that that's basically the gist of the episode. There are heavy spoilers right here. Um Ooh, in, heavy, heavy, heavy. in this. So if you haven't seen Falcon Winter Soldier episode five, please turn off your headphones, turn off the stream, and come back later as we are going to talk a lot about this. So let's just start with that opening scene. Um that opening fight was pretty cool. I really I really liked that opening fight scene. Um it had a lot of I mean, just a lot of emotion. You know what I mean? It wasn't just oh, these guys. Man. It wasn't just these guys fighting. It was, it was them fighting themselves in a lot of ways as well. Like, I think each each one of these three characters in this scene was was fighting their own personal demons as they're punching each other in the face, um, which which was interesting. So, Roy, what do you have to say on this opening fight scene? So, this opening fight scene was very very reminiscent of. Isildur uh not giving the ring to Elrond in Mount in the the Mount in Lord of the Rings. I'm just okay. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So <laughs> it it was basically a lot of self-blame on John Walker's point, right? Like the look in his eyes when he's when he is talking to them. And he says, why are you making me do this? You know, he goes from blaming himself, which is the, you know, he's ta- talking about John or Lamar Hoskins. You know, you told me not to go in there. You told me not to do this, you know, and he's slowly working it over. And then Sam and Bucky walk in and he starts, he starts going into that, that mode. Like, why are you, you know, what we could have been team. We could have been a team. Why are you making me do this? You know, and it's eventually that's that, to that's the that inner demon thing, though. I feel like yeah. he's just like he's going through. I mean, obviously, he's taking the serum and it's affecting him in a different way. I, I feel like that's yes. a lot of what's going on here, too. But you're absolutely right with the whole like, oh, oh, it's my fault. And then it's like, no, it's not my fault. It's your fault. He's finding any way he can to put the blame on someone else. Yeah. And there's the point where him and, um, Bucky are talking and it basically comes down to you're going to have to take the take the shield and you can see that that same look that Isildur had in Lord of the Rings where he kind of looks at the shield and then he's like nah we're going to do this <laughs> you know <laughs> and no, I, I, the shield I love is that his, scene too the, the, the one little thing that Bucky ring. says I think we do, you know, because I am John Captain like, America as he oh. screams at him. <clears throat> yeah, he really liked to say that this episode, didn't he? Yes. He was a really big fan of saying I am Captain America. And it was really pushing the hashtag not my cap for me. I I honestly <laughs> felt for Wyatt Russell when he was playing John Walker in this scene. Like seeing him slowly come unglued, it was like I'm sorry, the PTSD at that point that is building up and you know that the serum is magnifying his trauma and you you feel you're, you're talking John Walker. you're talking because you're talking because Wyatt Russell got denied Captain America before and Twitter yeah. is the uh the serum that's building up and all the people on Twitter that are getting at him. And and then he just blows up, right? Is that because <laughs> he did kind of have he had a little bit of a meltdown, um, 
But I think that that's a testament to everyone being so upset about John Walker. And and it sucks the way that, that they treated him. Like, no one should ever be treated like that on online ever um i i don't i don't care who you are if you're a celebrity or whoever it is you shouldn't be treated like that and people were saying some pretty nasty things to him about mm-hmm. you know hashtag not my cat which i get it i hate john walker too but that's that's a character in a show man yeah. and wyatt russell did an amazing job making us hate him I think that that's one big note that I had throughout this whole episode was that I I hate John Walker, but I love Wyatt Russell. I mm-hmm. think that he's done a fantastic job bringing out the character of, uh, what is it, U.S. Agent, I believe is what he's going to be called now. Yep, probably. And, and, and he just, I, I respected the shit out of it. And this whole scene really uh, put a like culminated this whole series for him. So it was it was good. It was. It was wonderful. <laughs> Chip, what did you think about this fight scene? It was... I mean, it was a really good fight scene. It was pretty well choreographed. Uh, I agree that it does kind of seem like they were each fighting their own demons while they were like throwing punches at each other's faces. Um, John Walker definitely tried to murder them three different times. Like he did three different times. He tried to end the life of one of those two. Uh, he tried yep. to kill Sam twice and he tried to kill Bucky once, like literally yep. tried to end their lives. Uh, so John Walker guy kind of got off light that they didn't just remove kill the him. threat when they had. Yeah. Yeah. They just They're broke trying his to arm. Be better people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Sam which, wouldn't Sam wouldn't which, execute somebody, but like he's lucky that Bucky's trying to be a better dude. Lucky that Bucky. Yeah. Cutting <laughs> yeah. off the fingers to get the ring. They broke the mm. arm to get the shield. Dude. And that <laughs> man, watching that watching that scene for the first time, I was all pumped for this. I was like, I'm glad I was alone. I'm glad Kylie was gone because I'm like clapping. I'm like, yes, kick his ass, beat him down, you know. And he held his own his, way too well, and it annoyed me. That's um, I thought that too. I really thought that he, uh, so Bucky like, was holding back, right? He had to have been. Right, I think like as soon as he threw the shield at Bucky, and like Bucky like caught it slash got thrown back by it, I was like, oh, okay, this fight's done. But like. Uh, I don't know. I was just like, I, you know, yeah. I, it's I rage. It was just, I, it was yeah. serum rage. I think that kind of kept fact him in that the He's only had the serum in him for a little bit. I mean, he's probably not on par with what Carly Morgenthau and the rest of the Flag Smashers are at this point, because it's still starting to work in his system. I mean, if you go back to the movies when Peter got bit by the spider, it took him like what week two weeks before he started showing all of his abilities. Yeah, but that's like radioactive spider, not a super soldier serum. Captain America like, went into an iron lung. Veins. Like, well, <laughs> Steve Rogers went into an iron lung for 30 seconds and came out jacked. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that's he, different. because That they, serum hits so fast that he literally changed into a different actor. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there was I, there was like one injected him with a lot more stuff in that iron lung though back in Captain America. It's possible. Um, so this I was mean, like a 
you know a, a fraction of of the serum and he injects it he's all it did was make him bleed from the ears and mm. go crazy so yeah sorry roy what were you gonna say no so i know from previous talks you guys weren't a huge fan of this episode and what do you mean he... i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so here there was something during this fight scene that i don't know if you caught it it was um sam after they got the shield and he's sitting there rubbing the shield to get the blood off of it um if you've ever seen those type of movies where someone gets shot in a house and it was a loved one and then the family comes back to the house afterwards and they're scrubbing the floor to try and get the blood out but it's it's just ruined the memory of the house for him i kind of got that feel from like sam because he was trying to scrub the blood off the shield but couldn't get it to go away and like the shield is now tainted for him sure i don't like think yeah and i don't think it's any more tainted than it was before um i I mean, he still took it with him. He still, you know, yeah. had his had his rocky moment at the end with the shield, his training montage. So gonna have a montage. Montage. Dude, I actually, I so this episode is called Truth. Uh, Fat W is episode five, Truth, and in parentheses in my notes, I put a team building exercise. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like this also, the beginning of this episode really showed how, um, not on the same page falcon and winter soldier were they yeah they fight well together because Fal you know falcons uh what's the word he's like he's he's sly and like slippery and and bucky's brute force but they don't know how to work together with their skills yet so it, it kind of showed and that's i think that's another reason why they got their ass kicked because they were each trying to do their own thing and Tell john walker yeah, the, John Walker put him uh, in their place, but the parallels between Captain America, Steve Rogers, and Bucky fighting Iron Man, and these two fighting, correct? You know, and they're not John on the Walker. same page. So I think that a lot of this episode was built around that about them becoming better friends and like you know the the yes the there was a lot of character development and Jesse says that I don't like character development, but I love character development. It was just crammed into like 20 minutes of this this episode, I feel like. And I I literally watched this episode three times. I and I don't feel like I got everything out of it yet. Like I need to watch it again to make sure that I I don't know, fully understand the whole thing. And although that's what you want in a show, you want that playback ability or or you know, replay value and stuff. It's just not it's not what I was looking for. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I love the next scene with Torres too. When uh, he, he's hilarious. I love that guy for one. He, he looks at Bucky and he's like, oh, you got your sleeve back. Because the last time we saw Bucky, he tore his sleeve off his arm. And that's just a, a fun little callback. Um, what do you guys think of Torres? What's going what's gonna to happen to Torres, Chip? Mm, uh... I think he probably dies in the next episode. Probably. What about you? Kaiser gets you like think? seriously injured and has to be power broked 
back to power. Power broke. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think he's going to retrofit those wings. I think he's going to try and put them back together. And we're going to get that surprise entrance into some kind of combat by him. But it's going to be a brief, you know, okay, there's the new sidekick, you know, kind of thing. It's, it's, I don't think, I think it's like, going to be a huge yeah. revelation. I think Batrock's not going to show up at all until Joaquin shows up. Like, Joaquin's going to fly in, do some quick save, and then Batrock's going to reveal himself because he's been in just the right position to kill the Falcon. So as soon as he flies in, Batrock's going to jump down, murder him. GG. That's my theory. <laughs> I don't think he'll kill him. I, I think Batrock will jump his ass, like have him close to defeat, and then, you know, Sam will show up. Sam and Bucky or something will stop him. Um, you know, it's, I, I agree with both of you guys and, and there's a reason, oh man, see, and Jesse and I got into this argument about, it wasn't an argument, but he, he predicts that Torres is going to die, which after watching the episode for the third time, I might agree with that now, but as our good friend, Alfred Molina said, earlier in the episode no one really dies in this universe so i think what they're gonna do is they're gonna play it off like he does die like he is gonna get his ass beat by bot rock butt rock and <laughs> and he's gonna <laughs> and he's gonna just be there everyone's gonna think he's dead right like because he's gonna be beat so bad or fall or or whatever it is and What's going to happen is uh, Sam Wilson is going to show that he's Captain America by not taking revenge on the person that just killed his partner. It's going to be the exact opposite of what John Walker does. And it's going to prove that Sam Wilson is the next Captain America and that John Walker could have never handled it because he will be the better man and not kill Butt Rock. Um, But on the flip side of that, I do think that they are going to go a little more comic heavy. And like Roy said, going to go uh, power broker on it or have to get power. Or was that chip? I don't remember. That was power someone's going someone's to have to get power broke. And he's, he, yes, he might be very close to death, but they might inject him with some sort of serum, inject him with some sort of thing that turns him into an actual Falcon. Like who knows? Maybe he gets, the wings burned onto his body somehow and they, they get attached to his body somehow and they have to, you know, well, whatever they'll, they'll turn him into the Falcon and he will probably stick around. But this episode will most likely make it seem like he dies. Let the brokening begin. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. Um, Jesse. I don't want him to die. And if he does, then again, it's, it's, it's all about the, captain america development and making sam wilson the true captain america in the sense that he's not going to take that revenge he's going to take the high ground um but if they brought him back in later seasons or in a movie i would not be upset so um let's see next scene god what do you guys think about john walker getting everything he deserved i don't think he deserved it 
You don't you don't think John Walker deserved to get stripped of everything? I think he deserved jail time on top of all that. I don't think he got enough. No. But, I don't but agree what say with you, Roy? I'm I'm curious. Go on. He brought up very valid points. I mean, this is a a very strong thing that a lot of people in the military deal with after they get out of the service. You built me. You trained me to do this. I did my job and now you're throwing me away like a piece of trash. I mean, the the rates of homeless people in America that are veterans is a, a direct correlation to what is going on in this episode. Yeah, but I don't think this he dude was that. Captain America. Captain America had never murdered anyone in cold blood. He is the gold standard. He is supposed to be the gold standard of a human being. He's supposed to be the gold standard of how you treat every single person. And no matter who they are, no matter what they have done. And this dude murdered him in cold blood, in daylight, in the, in the middle of a crowd, because he thought he was the one that killed his friend. He was okay. not. Okay. Uh, and gonna... and honestly, like I, I, I have to disagree with you so much on that because he tarnished the Captain American name to the point of like they might not even be able to keep that around anymore because Captain America is no longer going to be the same thing that people think, that people look up to. You can't look up to that anymore because he's a freaking murderer. <laughs> Well, and that's kind of how I would look at it too. Like he's over there being like world police. He's not even in America. He's not. It's not like he's defending the homeland. He's out in the world being world police. And so it's just another instance of a police officer murdering an unarmed suspect and getting off scot free. Like that's how I saw it. Like I was annoyed by the whole scene. So oh, don't get me wrong. I, like, I was just like he... oh. Yeah, of course he got off. I think off. he deserves the time away and all that. I I completely agree with that. But the thing I don't agree with is that he was in a combat situation. Tensions were high. He thought he had the person who had just murdered a fellow soldier. The The government knows and admits of his previous, you know, trauma because they have produced medals for combat situations in which he showed valor and he had a breaking point as you said josh he's human he's not steve rogers steve rogers was everything that humans aspire to be john walker has a fault right yes he made a mistake an emotional mistake at the time right they could say that it was a crime of passion any lawyer would probably argue that I just have to I I mean it's it's the point of that he is he's Captain America again he's like if he was if he was US agent Mm -hmm. and and a a superhero that was there it might be a little bit different but he was literally taking over the Captain America mantle the the one man that and like Jesse says there is there's never going to be another Steve Rogers. I completely agree with you. Sam will not even be a Steve Rogers. I don't think he will want to take the Captain America mantle. The only reason he will do it is and it, and I think it's wonderful, but it it gives man there's there's so many connotations in this in this episode mm-hmm. about things, but um the whole discussion with Isaiah Bradley and I'm going to take a left turn here, sorry, but 
the whole discussion with Isaiah where he says that a black man could never be Captain America. That I think is what's going to drive Sam to be Captain America to um, take that, that mantle and, and be as much like Steve as he can. And the start of that will be not killing butt rock for killing Torres. Like he'll, he'll be able to keep his himself in check. And like, because Sam is so family oriented like Steve was, and because he cares so much about people like Steve did, I think it's going to be, again, he's not going to be exactly like Steve Rogers. No one ever will be, but he'll be the closest thing to it. And a really good inspiration to not only um, people like people around the world and like, you know, all the, all the little boys and stuff, but the black community in itself, he'll Mm -hmm. be, you know, an inspiration to them as well. And I think Isaiah Bradley bringing up that point is what's going to really make Sam want to, to take that mantle, to, to be the better man. You know what I mean? Um, but again, I, I think that, and, and we'll circle back here, sorry, to, to John Walker. Um, I think that he did get what he deserved. He, you can't take that mantle scream that you're captain america like a child you can't act like that everything that he did over there was was bad the murder was just the 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 end of it you know it was just the the because he think of all the other stuff that he did while (laughs) while he was i don't know man i I just yeah yeah let's not overlook the three attempted murders during that fight scene like like he went for killing blows three different times. That's like okay. Okay. Well, then let's not ol- look, overlook the fact during the Captain America Winter Soldier, there was a scene in which Steve Rogers pulls the pin on a grenade, throws it behind some vans with three dudes, and blows their asses up. Three murders. No, that was literally a combat situation. Those dudes had weapons. They were, were shooting talk- at him. It was they had this weapons. Guy was not shooting and they're shooting at him. At him. They were not this guy that he that killed him. was he begging him to them. not kill him. No, the, the dude that, that he murdered in broad daylight in front of a crowd. He literally murdered an unarmed suspect. That's the point <laughs> I was making. He like, and that that was during an emotional distress. I don't care how emotionally distressed you are. Like, like oh, QQ. <laughs> like, fuck, you murdered a dude. Like, man, I just watched some really depressing movie. I'm going to go murder a dude. Guys, hey, it's cool no, no, under no, no, emotional no, no, no. distress. That is not the same thing. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Would be if someone you can't make that distinction. You can't make that <laughs> distinction. You can't decide yeah. this is okay to murder somebody in reaction to. That's not quite bad enough. You well, can't no, make I'm that distinction, and the law can't make that distinction. Like you what like he murdered a dude. What happened happened. Like there, there's I, not levels to it. And I think the black and the white point the the very the point of it is then Jesse's correct that the expectation of Captain America is way too great for any person and he is very lucky that he didn't get thrown into a prison any other military person that or any any other uh secret service guy or or CIA agent that went over and killed someone in cold blood would be thrown in prison all of the things would be stripped they'd be thrown in prison no matter what the circumstances were, because it would be a murder, especially if it's someone that is like, it, it wasn't me. I give up. Obviously he, you know, unarmed. Um, and I think that's, that's the, the point here. He's very lucky. He didn't get thrown in jail. 
and that he did get to you know he got yeah. a, the dishonorable discharge or, or i mean obviously that's not the best thing you want being in the military but is is that what it was they said a uh it was other than honorable is that dishonorable discharge right. it means i've never heard it referred to anything everything. as other than a dishonorable yeah. discharge so i was they, like kind of thrown when they used that terminology like they basically sure. just did the same thing that they did to isaiah bradley they stripped him of any uh background in the military they took it all away which means his congressional medals of honor for service in the military no longer matter mm. which okay i get that but at the same time if he was a soldier and he committed these crimes over there because of the the mental status due to his service it should well, it be our our country's obligation to help so him now recover? Let, let me ask you this though do you think he would have done that if he didn't take the serum? Because that I, is also I, highly, highly illegal for him to take yes. that serum. And I think if, it is exactly what Lamar Hoskins said, where he said, I don't, I think that it just amplifies who you really are. And I and think it, he was an emotional wreck. And, and it just kind of like it blew furthers, furthers the point of like, he, uh, he he got off lucky. I, I still think he should have gotten a little a little more for for all of the things that he did as under the Captain America mantle. That's just me being a fan hating mm -hmm. John Walker. But again, he I think he got what he what he deserved and he got lucky that he wasn't thrown in prison for for what he did. But let's let's move on from this conversation yes. because we could <laughs> we could stand on this forever. Um let's let's uh the big cameo happened right after this everyone we were talking about oh who's gonna huh? who's gonna be the big cameo i remember there's, last week uh we were we were having a that discussion who did we predict last week who, who i think i said ben grim <laughs> i don't um, even want to talk about predictions like, <laughs> our predictions were actual characters so you know we were all wrong no, what, <laughs> what what was your prediction, Roy? I can't remember. Eddie, I said Eddie Brock, but I was also on okay. the fence with Norman Osborn. Okay, and Chip, what was your prediction? <laughs> you... Frank Castle. Frank, like Frank Castle is going to show up. Yeah. Okay. I was like, so yeah, he's Frank Castle. You got to bring yeah, him Frank... in because they're giving him a series. Frank Castle, Ben Grimm, and uh, and Venom, Eddie Brock. So yep. So the real cameo was i'm just gonna shorten the name contessa val is who who contessa it was uh valentina allegra de fontine madam hydra yep. this is madam she goes as val yeah. madam hydra exactly um which <laughs> for us who cares it was cool to see uh julia louise dreyfus it was great to see her like acting again. She had a cool little purple stripe in her hair. She had a yeah. sweet business card that didn't say anything. But uh, yeah, she this this is that big cameo that they're talking about, and I don't think they realized that Black Widow hadn't come out yet because apparently Julia Louise Dreyfus is has a bigger part, a bigger role in Black Widow, and it would have made a lot more sense. To see and this scene after Black Widow. <laughs> and that's annoying to me as well. Like, why are we dealing with Hydra and Black Widow? I thought we were dealing with, like, the Russian connection. 
Nah. I think they have to pin the power broker on someone at this point. And Sharon Carter is totally not the power broker. <laughs> and I think they want to lead people away from it. Oh, oh, you mean they're, they're throwing out a, a red a herring, false, a red herring. So people yeah. will think that that's okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes but, sense. Uh, Elaine or Val, uh, mm-hmm. she definitely gives a speech that makes you think that it might be her. Maybe. Kind of. I mean, she does the she does the whole ego pump up for John Walker. You did the right thing by taking Uh, that. I would have done that. Yeah. You made good decisions. You're valuable. She's pumping up his ego because she wants him or Mm -hmm. what's in his blood because, well, obviously what's in his blood is what she wants to broke. Uh, what she wants to broke. That's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. Is she this wants to a, broke uh, a piece off insider? Is this a thunderbolt watch right here? Is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. No. Well, with this the U.S. Is... agent, we know. Okay. You know, the raft is mentioned in the episode. So <laughs> I think I don't think John Walker is going to die in the series. I think he's going to end up in the raft with Zemo. And a bunch huh. of other villains. Yeah, the raft. Oh my god! Which uh, that's uh, I forget who's in charge of the raft. Uh, it depends uh, on when we're talking about. Because at one point it's Who, who's John the Walker. One which, uh, they John Walker is like literally act, the warden uh, at one play. point. Who? Thunderbolt huh? Ross. No, I mean I guess I. <laughs> I feel like the. I don't know. I thought it was kind of shoehorned that the Wakandans even said, like, we're going to put her in the raft, put him in the raft. And I was like, why? Why would you even put him in the raft? The raft's yeah. not run by Wakanda. Like, who, like, it's probably a, a UN thing. Very interesting that you say that, Chip. That So both of you guys made good points. Uh, Chip says you said that John Walker takes over the raft at some point as the warden. He's the, well, not not in any sort of like conspiracy sort of way like he's like no, placed but in charge but that's what I'm saying. So, at one point yeah so so that happens and roy you say that john walker's gonna get taken to the raft well i think that the raft is probably gonna be that place like arkham asylum where everybody breaks out of it all the time and how convenient would it be for a season two of fat w's for john walker to take over the raft and release the prisoners. You know what I mean? That's interesting. I didn't. I didn't realize that was a thing. And uh, uh, I think that's going to be my my season two prediction <laughs> that John Walker takes over the raft, and that's how all the villains. He's in a wheelchair released. at that point. He's like missing an arm, missing an ele- missing a leg. Like, well, he's probably going to get wrecked in the season finale. Like, yeah, I, I don't I think he I has a rough Bucky's goal of it during the back. secret invasion. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think Bucky's going to hold back much on him. When he shows up in that big battle, which shows back up with the shield, yeah, he's gonna be like, "What is?" <laughs> Bucky will probably break it. I don't think that's not. He's not making that's... a vibranium shield, so yeah, that's uh... what I was thinking too. I was just like, "That shield's gonna like shatter as soon as it touches the other shield." Like, what are you? <laughs> Maybe we're getting the wrong idea. And he's not even gonna fight with it. He's just gonna like swap it out 
and steal the real shield. <laughs> it could be. That'd be it a good be. sabotage. Could be. Um, like a trash so, can lid instead of the vibranium shield. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> so let's. Uh, I guess we we covered the raft. Baron Zemo was getting taken to the raft. It was a very good uh, point of development for Bucky there to not kill him. Um, this episode finally concluded all of the main uh, trailer points in the scene where Bucky drops all the bullets and the scene that the shield hits the tree and that, that little montage. Um, but what, what did, what were you guys thoughts on, uh, on the Bucky um, Zemo scene? I'm sorry. And Roy, you had your finger up. I'm sorry. You wanted to you're, say you're fine. I was actually <laughs> going to go right into that. Oh, um, perfect. Okay. Yeah, so I think uh, Bucky actually got his revenge in a much worse way than people actually realize in this this entire scenario because he points the gun directly at Zemo's head. Zemo looks at it, and you can see the whole the expression on his face and the look in his eyes like, I'm ready for this. I'm ready to be with my family. Right. He pulls the trigger, and you hear the click, and nothing happens. And it's like almost a shift in the eyes of Zemo that he now realizes that, you know, he's not going to get what he wants. He tried to take his life before and was stopped, realizes, you know, I'm going to have to do this a different way. And Bucky's probably going to come and kill me anyways. I'll just wait for that. But now he's got to go live with himself in the raft because of the Wakandans. Uh, I think he got the worst torture right there, honestly. And uh, I think Zemo's little talk to Steve Rogers uh, or to Bucky was akin to Zemo acknowledging Bucky is similar to Steve and that he has a good heart and the serum didn't corrupt him. Others corrupted his mind. Right, right. Yeah, which, I mean, I, I guess Bucky could take over, over Captain America, couldn't he? Nah, he couldn't. There's no way he wouldn't. He wouldn't want to do it. The, this version of Bucky wouldn't want to take over Captain America. He's too. He feels too guilty. I feel like. Um, Chip, what, did, what were your thoughts on on Zemo going to the raft instead of Wakanda? I, I thought that was weird. Cause like, I don't know. I wouldn't. <laughs> Why is it why is it their decision? Like why are they arbitrarily arbitrarily deciding where he's going? Like he broke out because of one prison, killed, so you return him to kids. that prison and then authorities can decide what happens with him. Like they're just gonna drop him off at this prison that's not expecting him and they're just gonna be like, Okay, take him where he actually belongs. Like <laughs> it was just weird. That was really weird. It's uh I felt like it was door. uh the <laughs> It's because the, the did you ever the see Dora the Venture Milaje, Brothers? I'm oh, sorry. The Dora Milaje do what the Dora Dora Milaje want to do. <laughs> did you see? Yeah, did you ever basically. see the Venture Brothers? Where uh, there's there's an episode where one of the superheroes takes he takes like the monarch into a <laughs> into a prison and just drops him there, and he's like, "Here you go, warden, another prisoner." And like the next scene is the monarch getting out, and he's like. Yeah, the superhero didn't realize there was something called due process. Yeah. <laughs> due process. So I, it very, very much so reminded me of that when, uh, 
when they were just like, yeah, I'm just gonna drop him off there. It's Zemo's just this, gonna get out. Wakanda I feel at like this also point are trying to. Sorry, Wakanda at this point they're trying to become more open with worldly. the rest of the world, aren't they? Yeah. So maybe it was a UN call, like they have to actively go through. That uh, could be too. That could other be. places. I'm that sorry, Chip. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I feel like Bucky. I feel like Zemo expected Bucky to want him dead for the manipulation from uh, the Winter Soldier, uh, and so mm. I feel like Bucky not shooting him was essentially him telling Zemo that he like forgives him for that like sort of manipulation that he did to him and the same way that like Zemo's telling him that he like forgives him for being alive <laughs> like as a win- as a super soldier essentially so like i feel like i feel like it was uh, a lot of like them acknowledging that they like respect each other and aren't holding a grudge towards each other like i feel like both of them are like done with each other as long as they don't fuck with each other from this point forward right don't start none more be none yeah like that (laughs) which we all know zemo is gonna start something i mean he's got to come back at some point he's not dead which is wonderful i'm glad they didn't kill him because i really like daniel brule as uh as baron zemo and i'd like to see more of his purple mask um but more after this, dancing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but after this episode we get to kind of the heart and soul of this show um or, or this episode basically what it was what this the title of this episode is is truth and we go to isaiah bradley's house with sam to get the truth of what happened with isaiah bradley which ironically enough apparently um what was it the there were, this was based off of a comic with Isaiah called the, the Truth. Red, white, and black. No, that's that's the one where he becomes. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. but I think, yeah, it's, that, I think you're right, though. That's the that yeah, that's from that. Okay, um, it's like his origin story, basically. Yeah. I, oh, man, I don't know this. This part really made me sad. You know, and then it's again the. I I'm glad that it up. did. I'm I'm glad that it that it did because it, it should. You know, it's it, again they're, they're they, so much. They do. Yeah. The the c- cultural poignancy. These, I guess, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and like the the way that they describe how how bad things have been through a Marvel show was fantastic i i really mm-hmm. really enjoyed the uncomfortability i felt during this whole scene and and like and i and i enjoyed learning more about isaiah and and you know it, it's it was really sad uh chip what were your thoughts on the isaiah bradley um discussion like learning about him it was it was pretty cool um like they did a really good job casting that guy. Um, he did a tremendous job as like Isaiah. Um, it was pretty like 
pretty rugged life story. Like spending 30 years locked up for no reason. Like that's pretty rough. Um, well, 30, and especially after he saved his, his troops, it seems like he pulled a Steve Rogers, but got locked up for it. Like he did from him, from his story that he tells, it seems like he went and saved his friends from being captured or saved his comrades they, from being captured, brought them back. They got captured. He saved them from being just like carpet bombed by his own government to like keep them Coming confidential. Up. But like they all died anyway, so essentially he sacrificed thirty years for no reason. Right. Uh, it wasn't um, for no reason. I mean, his men did come back alive. He did bring them back. It was the it serum just, that killed the serum them. eventually killed them. And yeah, I mean, Steve right, brought back I got the his implication. men. Like I felt, I, I, I thought the implication was like the serum killed them before the war ended. So like. Yeah. there's no point like they didn't even make it home because mm. he got back and they locked him up so like he wouldn't have even known yeah. if they had all died off if they hadn't died off before then yeah Steve was hailed as a hero for bringing back the howling commandos and those men and Elijah was locked up and tortured for it mm. the the social injustice and I can't even begin to fathom or put myself in that seat obviously because of the color of my skin i you know it's it's not something that i could honestly feel that kind of hatred that must be coursing through his veins um i don't even want to try to understand you know and that's that's the thing is we could never understand there's no yeah. possible way that we could ever understand any anything that that they went through. I am extremely excited to have Brother America on our show in a couple of weeks to actually have a discussion about this sort of thing. I this is a specific thing that I'm going to bring up as well, and and it's it's going to be a really fun discussion about the this this aspect of life and America and the way that people are treated differently, and it's it should be a good. A good, uh, mm -hmm. good learning experience for everyone. So, um, I don't want to get too. We don't know anything about this, this, this shit. You know, we as as white males know nothing about what yeah. um, that community has has had to go through. And so, I personally, I don't, I don't feel like I should speak on it too much. Um, mm -hmm. Just, just because of that. And I would love to save any any questions or anything that we would have for that Brother America talk with uh, Twist My Arm here in a couple of weeks, yeah. um, because it's definitely going to be something that that we can have a discussion about. I just, you know, I don't know anything about it. Like, really, I I, I, I do know about it, but I, I could never possibly understand it. So, mm -hmm. um, but it's Disney did a great job in starting that discussion we're doing a podcast right now and starting that discussion you know and and going to move forward with that with with people that actually know about it you know what i mean so can i can i only make one point absolutely on i'm i'm just i'm just saying personally i don't have yeah. too much to say on this subject i i mean i oh. i have i have a lot of thoughts and questions and stuff like that but i personally just can't i'm very much the same way them, so. Um, I'm just coming at it from a point of view of watching it and what you see emotion wise from Isaiah is For that sure. he's broken. Um, 
I mean, he's a shell of who he was. It seems like he's gave up and he has no soul at this point. You know, he doesn't believe because he's lost everything. And I think that's part of the thing where he's like, no self-respecting black man would take up that shield is because he believes wholeheartedly that no black man could be Captain America, which is wrong. And emotion wise just from watching him that's that's the point i took from him saying that you know there's probably a lot more connotation to that that i don't understand like we've said but you know that's just my little you know uh empathic feel on it and i think that's why sam is going to take the shield to to prove to isaiah that a black man could be Captain America, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, um, mine, no matter how. Mine, yep. Go on, Chip, sorry. Sorry, no, no, no I didn't mean to I had nothing. On. I had nothing else other than that. <laughs> um, I interpret like, I interpreted it as, like, Isaiah specifically says, like, blonde hair, blue eyes, which is a reference to um, Steve specifically, but, like, also... Mm-hmm like just a kind of a general in my mind, just a general reference to like white people and specifically like the American flag and the captain America shield represents like the American dream for the white people that get to benefit from it. But from his experience, like no, like his POCs didn't get any benefit from like that symbology. Like they were stepped on that flag and mm-hmm. that shield and so i think that's where he's coming from and i think for his generation and older like probably like probably accurate and like very valid and like i like i can't argue with that at all obviously i have no experience to speak from but like i took it more as like sam's gonna like change that narrative so he's gonna take like mm-hmm. he wants to change that narrative so like he wants to give the younger generation a new like symbol to look up to when they see that flag and shield. Like he wants to change right. their he wants to change the right. emotional attachment that those symbols have behind them for his right. like fellow POCs. That's the interpretation I uh, got from that scene. Like that's like that's how it me basically was like more. Like Isaiah has this very, like he had a shitty experience. And so like all of his ideas, all of his ideas are shaped by that. And like Sam doesn't want everybody else's experience to be shaped by that same mold. Yeah. I I legit teared up during this, this entire thing. And I've watched it three times too. And it's each time I've watched it, I tear up because it's, it's heart wrenching to see someone mm-hmm. have that kind of lack of faith in humanity. And right. he's well within his rights to feel like that. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't take that away from him. I couldn't I think, take that away from him, you know? Yeah. And I think Disney and Marvel are doing a great job with these characters and bringing light to so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're doing it in a way to help, kids like i said start a discussion they're helping people to understand more and to um like i said start a discussion and and it's a great strategy man you you get the you get the 
get the talking points going when kids are young, you know, and, and you get people on the right path when they're young and, and you get these sort of um, points out in the, the mass media like this. And it's, I think it's a, I think it's a great thing. And um, I, uh, again, I don't have a lot that I can really comfortably yeah. speak on with it without, you know, being more educated on things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I personally need to be definitely need to be more educated on stuff. And, mm. and watching this show has definitely proven that to me, yep. which is fantastic. And I love it. And I love the fact that I, that it's making me question things and making me want to start a discussion and do research and do stuff like that because, you know, it's, it's something that needs to be done yeah. with everybody and we all need to learn more and, and just be better people. So, yeah. And I was certainly not trying to like speak for anybody. That's simply uh, yep. the interpretation yeah. that I got from that scene. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Same goes and- for me. Yeah, and uh, Sam, I can't wait for Sam to put on the new Captain America suit. I think it's going to be great. Because mm-hmm. that's I obvious gonna... what was in that case, right? We're all in agreement there. New yeah, there's a, little, there's a little, there's a little like a, you can see a piece of the suit a little bit. Um, I don't know if I can. It's see a little flash of white, right? Yeah, it's yep. white. Yep. Uh, I don't, I took a picture of it, but. Bucky gave him the white wolf suit back. Small, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, but let's we'll move forward from there. Um, I we will have you know more discussions on on the Twist My Arm podcast about those sort of things, and and it'll be it'll be a good time. So follow twistmyarmpodcast.com for <laughs> for when those episodes drop. But this is where we get into the other meat, the other part of the. This is like the. That was the steak of the episode. This is like the potatoes and green beans of the episode. Um, and it's just one giant montage. Like, I, I swear, this last 25 minutes was just one big montage. Um, Sam goes, he goes back. He goes back home um, to, to hang out with the family. Finds out, boat's wrecked. Calls friends. Meets friends. Bucky comes. Bucky hits on Sarah. There's a montage of fixing the boat. There's a drinking scene. There's a training montage. There's a who am I mon or who am I scene? You know, there's it's just one. I know it's a lot of character development, but it's one thing after the other. It's it whips you around so so quick, and I don't know. I think this is this whole part right here is the one of the reasons I wasn't the biggest fan of this episode i guess i don't know i don't know it just so much happened and i again i had to watch it so many times to get everything that came out of this whole last 20 minutes but i thought i thought the whole scene where they're like just playing catch with the shield (laughs) was like the dumbest thing i've ever heard (laughs) like i like are you serious that was the okay. If, the if, conversation if that, they had, the conversation that, they had was awesome. Playing with the shield like that was so stupid. The because sh- the yes, next scene, Sam can't catch the shield. Talking. They're like, 
they're playing frisbee with it and then the whole the whole next scene sam is having a hard time catching the shield again yeah he wasn't what? winging it like he was <laughs> he was bouncing off like three or four trees at a time trying to catch it after it's built up momentum what do you mean built up momentum between each other <laughs> that's not how yes. science works it loses momentum every bounce it takes. Like it shouldn't. Like that's what I'm saying. It shouldn't fly it back. That kinetic force. He doesn't have super strength. Like he shouldn't be able to matter. whip that shield around the way Steve Rogers. Did. Steve Rogers had pulled a hill in the world. What? Sorry. Go ahead. I said vibranium is one of the lightest substances in the world, and it absorbs and uh, redistributes kinetic energy. Thus, why it bounces like it does and you know throws. So if that if that were true, then it wouldn't have the kinetic force required to like actually hurt somebody. It would be like throwing an empty jug of milk at somebody. Okay. Like like uh, it hits them, but it's not gonna hurt them at all. It's just gonna bounce off. And like and whip like how's he whipping that shield around? Like Steve Rogers has hold a helicopter in place strength. And Sam Wilson can't even like it's cool. How much does this shield weigh? Strength. And like, where's the science behind it? That's all I want to know. We'll, like, we'll, we'll find that. We'll find that. But um, so, yeah, I, I do want to say I do want to point out each different time that I watched this episode, there was a different scene that I I liked that I liked, you know, because I could actually think about it. So, for instance, when sam is calling all the friends that was the first time i watched it I, I really enjoyed that that part of it where where he's like hey these guys owe us a favor and we can get this help going and i i it was cool to see that whole uh community gathering thing mm -hmm. it but takes a village i didn't you know exactly the the it takes a village mentality oh my god i have some i have some bad thoughts on that whole saying i <laughs> bad memories about it but anyway um and then gosh and then you get the, the fixing montage so it seems like i think again they, they just they they sped things up with this with this whole character some, like, development very thing. crucial points when you go to that oh i know i know i know because so my notes i have all of all of the written montage call the friends meet friends get new suit bucky hits on sarah montage two fixing the boat drinking scene stay here that's what i put because the drinking scene is just there for sam to tell bucky to stay there so what now, did you think about bucky waking up on the couch and what seeing the kids waking up without nightmares he was so comfortable being in being surrounded by uh sam's family he slept on a couch he didn't sleep on the hard floor he didn't punish himself he woke up happy that's and, character you know, development. Yeah, you're right. That's great. That's one. That's that's wonderful. It's it's okay. wonderful how, that that, how that happened within five seconds. When they're throwing seconds. the shield and Bucky acknowledges that you know that's in there. No, that's the, that that's yeah. at the very end. Bucky gets a nice lesson from Sam. They gonna be friends because that's that's it. A, a nice lesson. He acknowledges well, that you know Bucky knew that he had to go take care of his list he he already knew that stuff sam just gave him the push to do it sam gave him that extra little push to go and take care of he's you know he says i'm sure you have a ton of uh a, a ton of amends to make 
or, or people in here that that you have immense to make and he's like yeah probably a dozen and sam's like we'll start with one I, and I, that I, that's like the best advice that sam has gotten from from his his therapist from anybody else yeah. like sorry that bucky has gotten i'm sorry um and so yeah that was that was wonderful that was the push that that uh bucky needed to to make his amends and actually go go through with it he was having a hard time with that but also bucky's development was all in uh the baron zemo scene where he didn't kill him and he I... like chip said gave the forgiveness thing and like you said um gave mm-hmm. him as much torture that was that was bucky's like release moment right there that was his uh the second that he pulled that trigger and it didn't kill him he got that that release of okay i i have done what i wanted to do with someone that corrupted my mind and i have gotten my my peace with that and now i can sleep at night so Mm -hmm. so now yes he can now he can sleep at night and we got to see one time that he woke up you you think that was the first time he slept since he no, but what about what about uh, Bucky admitting that, you know, when he's talking to Sam, he's like, hey, basically, you know, I'm I'm from the old time. I never fathomed a black Captain America. And I'm sorry. I, you know, him apologizing for believing that that couldn't happen. I did. You know, I did he, like that. He's acknowledging so- so here's so here's where it is the whole montage of rebuilding the boat is what upset me here Mm -hmm. the whole issue of just that whole thing uh we could have done away with that we didn't have to have all of of that whole dude all the they played the music while they're working with the tools there it was such a it was we didn't need it we did not need it though because we knew they were going to bond anyway and they and we the scene with them in the shield that's the perfect bonding moment that's the one scene that we needed from this from this episode was sam Jesse, and him hanging out or a metaphor thank you oh jesus whatever <laughs> well for us simps i wanted a little more um than than just the the, the building montage and the friendship <laughs> montage so Oh, Jesus Christ. Get the fuck out of here. Do you know the ship of Theseus? <laughs> yeah, I watched WandaVision too. Don't worry, I got a little lesson. But either way, there there are some great points in this last last part of the, the episode. They're very, very great points. But there's a lot of stuff that doesn't belong, that, that doesn't need to be there, I guess. Sorry, Chip, go on. I don't... Like, I don't think Bucky was apologizing because he couldn't picture a black Captain America. He was apologizing because, like, he was saying that, like, Steve didn't realize that there would even be connotations for a black man to be Captain America. Like, he wasn't apologizing because, like, I can't fathom a black Captain America. He was more like, I can't that you would have issues being captain america right so like he was apologizing for steve's ignorance not for like them not thinking that he could be captain i i kind of took it as both because i mean knowing that he is back from that time period everyone was segregated during that period 
and did he stand up for those rights back then? I mean, we don't know. I don't know. Really know. Uh, yeah, he I, might have been I, I, Pickett. And <laughs> that's that's what I mean. Is it's hard to say what he was truly apologizing for, but I I took it as kind of a little bit of both there, you know that we've changed so much as a society that it shouldn't even be a problem and I shouldn't even still be in that mindset. I'm sorry. Right. But, and Bucky looks at Sam already as, as a friend and looks at him as, you know, someone that, that could be captain America. And, and I, I totally agree with, with chip that he's, he's apologizing the, in the aspect that I didn't realize that there was way more going on with that Mm -hmm. than, it's it's way yeah. more than just what's on the surface there. And yes, my wording right, this, this is a, a teaching. Wrong, I guess this is a teaching moment, but this is only a six episode show. Yeah, and I we could have spread a lot of this character development out in the six more episodes, episodes yeah. instead of pushing it into just this one. I don't get me wrong. I like this stuff. I do, but man, it's so crammed in one. It's like watching fucking episode nine again. And the first 20 minutes of episode nine is just plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point. And you can't keep up with it, you know? And again, for us simps that don't want to watch something or have the time to watch something three times every week, it's a little hard to keep up with. Yeah. So I guess my was, ADHD helps me in this aspect because it bounced around so much. I was entertained thoroughly the entire time. Sure. WandaVision, I, I don't know why people... WandaVision suffered from it was so different and so out of left field that people were shell-shocked. So after that third episode, they were like, this isn't changing. This isn't going to stop. And that's why people uh, people went uh, went away from it. So, okay. I don't care. Um, I've had, you know, I've taken way too much abuse from the chat today. I just want you guys to know that. And I've been very quiet about it. So fuck off. <laughs> anyway, um, I do want to bring up the point that this is where we see Sharon Carter coming out as the power broker. How do we know that, Roy? Mm-mm. Do you want to go on? Do you want to explain how we know that? Was she even in this episode? <laughs> her influence. See, again, her subtle influence. You did you not see that? Everywhere. Did you not see that scene with Sharon Carter? I saw. Oh, I think scene. it was wedged between okay. the like, Okay. It was like a minute long. <laughs> it you. literally meant zero character building. Yes. So, and you brought up something earlier today that you had read on the internet that was a spoiler that said someone else was going to be the power broker. I want you to tell me who that was, what what that article was, what they said. Let's let's hear it, Roy. The, let's it, hear it wasn't an article; it was a theory that Contessa. Hold on, I need I need to pull the name out so I can pretend pronounce it right. Because <laughs> just say Val. Like being, she doesn't like being called Val. You got to call her by her full name or nothing. Uh, which wow, I have a lot of notes. Uh, Contessa no, Valentina just call her Val. Allegra Dave Fontaine. She said her friends call her Val. I'm not her friend. Yeah, I don't. But a lot of people brought in that she might be the power broker because of the way she was treating John Walker as a walking test tube. 
Mm. You know, hey, come work for me. The best thing you're ever going to do is, you know, answer that phone. You made the right decisions. You're great. You're valuable. You're what I need. You know, I need my serum. Or she found out that the power broker doesn't have any more serum and went to John Walker because he just injected himself with it. Yeah, the power broker doesn't have any more serum. That's why she's trying to get it out of John Walker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Mind so you, I have... my guess was anyone but Sharon. I know. I know. I remember that. I. <laughs> That's fine. Kylie gave me some shit about that. She was like, really? You took that bet? I was like, hell yeah, I took that bet. <laughs> <laughs> I like my odds on this one. Um. Let's see here. I'm trying to find the best part of these. This uh, article. There's an article pages, from. By the way, I don't nice. know. That nice. episode six trailer. Uh, Sharon Carter's got that knowing power brokery smirk on her face. Oh. Yes, yeah, she does. Well, and we'll definitely watch that at the end of this. We'll we'll leave off leave this episode with that. Um, God, where is it? So okay, this comes from Inverse.com, which is obviously not like a legit source or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but they say that Sharon Carter speaking to, did you watch this episode with subtitles, by the way? Uh, yeah. Yes, and it didn't annoys me. Like she was, she was talking to Bart Baltrock to, to butt rock. Yeah. 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 That kind of grinds my gears when, uh, when it's supposed to be something like secret or like, like sometimes the, Closed captioning spoil a reveal. And it's yeah. just like, okay, thanks. And that's exactly why they're thinking uh, she's the power broker. Because wasn't he working with her before or something? He worked with the, the Falcon job at the beginning of the series was she was working for him, which he was trying to steal. He wasn't trying to steal super soldier serums. He was trying to steal Whoa. arms. Yeah, not yet. He wasn't trying to steal a serum yet. He's trying to get arms, so... When the power broker, a i.e. Sharon Carter, made her army, they had arms for it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's that's the whole reason that uh, that they're thinking that that she's the power broker in this article is because she's the one that sent Butt Rock to Carly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I I I mean I, that's that's. And, and like Chip said, the uh, the trailer really shows Sharon Carter's face as as that smirking "I'm the power broker" thing I, face. <laughs> I think she is playing both sides of the field to get her her pardon, which is exactly what the power broker would do. No, power broker does anybody wants power? So yeah, but does anybody it. outside of Madripoor and the Flag Smashers <laughs> know who who the power broker is? Like, does the United States government, the people that would pardon Sharon Carter, Europe know? Does because that's where the uh, I believe there was painting on one of the walls in Europe that said the power broker is watching. No, that's Madripoor. That was that was Madripoor. just Madripoor. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. That's what I'm saying. And Madripoor is cut off from the rest of the world too. So. <laughs> Doctor Doom, Owen Wilson, who is actually Luke Wilson, Luke in, Wilson disguise. in disguise. Boom. <laughs> you know, I'll take that. That's that's probably a good one. Um, God, what what else are we missing on this episode? 
um, Carly getting ready in New York City. Activating the the sleepers. Um, which I find it funny that her and Baltrock are teaming up to take out Cap and well, she doesn't have to take out Cap now, but it, originally she wanted to destroy Cap and Baltrock wanted to destroy the Falcon. Well, now their goals are aligning because we're probably, you know, they're both going to see Sam and, you know, fight over who gets to kill Sam. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think Batrock's there to help Carly. The Patch Act. We also got that. Uh, that I think that was a reference to Wolverine being, you know, Patch. Possibly, yeah. That yeah. that was the RD, RD, or RCD or RDC moving displaced people back to their home countries against right. their will. Mm-hmm. It might have been. It might have been a reference to like Wolverine's Madripoor uh, personality. Yeah. I don't know if that's there to help Carly though. One people or one world, one people is the new Hail Hydra. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> you uh, think so? I think, I think, Fury. I think one world, one people is a little bit better than Hail Hydra, though, because at least they're again, we talked about this last episode, their intentions are good, they are their execution is very, very poor. The, the, the security guard walking up to the other security guard and one world, one people. Yep, yep. I liked yep. that. Hail Hydra. Uh, they did the same well, yeah. thing. The, yeah. And it's also them doing that to be like, here we are, here we go. We're going to take over the freaking what what, UN. Was that the UN yeah. right there that was voting on that shit? Yeah, somebody. Same supremacist, different words. Sure. No, you're, if, and you're if right. If you and, look at it. And pff, yeah. I thought, yep, you're right. So, different are there, stuff. is there anything else that we need to cover for this episode? Um, Do we miss anything else? I think, I think Batrock's there to kill Carly. And mm-hmm. uh, part, of his, part of his bonus pay is getting to kill Falcon as well. Because okay. Power Broker is pissed and Power Broker is watching. And uh, yeah, so I think I think power broker, power broker is sharing Carter. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. So I think you got power your job broker sent Badrock right? to like go take out Carly for for her. It's gonna be the the classic just stabbed in the back thing, right? Both mm-hmm. Jesse. They're into, mm, windshield both. What do you what do you mean? Is he talking about the case? The He's wings? talking about oh. yeah. Whether uh, yeah. Falcon will still have his or Sam will still have his wings, uh, I think he will. I think they'll be in a different fashion, obviously, mm. uh, more nanotech wise than the the clunk box that he carried before. The duffel right. bag full of wings, right? Well, it's going to be a lot like the actual costume that he has in the comics, right? Um, it's like I don't know the costume he has in the comics. Now, aren't those like uh, energy wings in the comics? I don't remember what they. How his new yeah. suit 
functions. No, they're like metal wings, I'm pretty sure. Or so it looks leather. like... Here we go, I can share this. Here we go, here it is right here. So there's the suit that he's going to have. Um, that was a leaked toy. Um, and then I'm, I'm assuming that the backpack, if you look on his on the backpack there, that's going to be where the wings are coming out. Um, because like in the comics, see if I can find a good comic one here. Um, is this one? There we go. Yeah, right there. See, you can kind of see Bucky's wings with the with the cap suit right there. So, yeah, I believe uh, the toy down below from Disney. If you see it, left. There we go. Yep. Yep. That guy right there. So that's mm-hmm. basically what it's gonna be, right? <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um. That'll be cool though. I, I'm excited to see that suit for sure. And and what a, what a tease this whole episode was for the final battle. Mm-hmm. Just like just like Wandavision, you know, interesting, interesting character development, character development. Everybody fights. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting finale for sure. Yeah, we'll see. If anything it else? Has anyone any ramifications? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they will. There's got to be something that that happens after this. They'll have some sort of post-credit scene that, you know, gets us talking. So nice. Sharon nice. revealing that. Uh, Sharon revealing that she actually has like mad quantities of the soldier serum because she like only gave them one of her scientists. Yeah. Yep. All right, Roy, did you have any anything else that we wanted to cover at all? No. I, I think <laughs> we're good. Uh, I hope you got your Job of the Hut background ready. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I have the Princess Leia outfit in my uh, Amazon cart on the off chance that it happens, but... I have the Wonder Woman plus sized in my cart. <laughs> it's got to be plus size. I'll be I'll be breaking at the seams if it's not. No man, it's it's gonna be fun either way. So I'm I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what happens, and I'm excited for for more Marvel after this. You know, there's like we talked about this. This series has brought a lot of discussion on a lot of different points, and it's been really yeah. cool. Um, WandaVision was a different series, a different animal altogether, and left us with a cliffhanger that is pretty awesome and and very exciting so i'm excited for more marvel i'm excited to do more shows like this i'm excited for the season finale which you guys can all catch next monday right here same place at we'll probably stream about 7 30 um you can follow us on twitter at mcm underscore pod on instagram at marvel canon madness we actually have a facebook page now if you just search marvel canon madness um that's where we're streaming this now so, and if you'd like to send us an email, send us an email, twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. And for all the updates on all of our other Twist My Arm shows, hit up twistmyarmpodcast.com. We got Sudden But Inevitable with Jesse. We got Best Flicks with Ricky D. Quest Me is coming up with the Star Wars Bad Bat show. Um, 
and you know all sorts of things we do some gaming streams as well intrepid dm down there does a lot of gaming streams that i might just start throwing on our website because why not okay. <laughs> um but yeah uh did you guys want to say anything else thank you for coming yeah thanks for joining us uh definitely see you next week it's gonna be a crazy finale yep, yep. Leave us a voicemail with all your predictions for the season finale too. 508-93-TWIST or send us that email, twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. But again, the phone number for our voicemail is 508-93-TWIST and we will play it on the show like we did with Jesse's voicemail earlier. So yeah, give us that, uh, give us those predictions. And uh, that's going to be it for the Marvel Can of Madness podcast. My name is Josh. I'm Chip. I'm Roy. And we will talk to you next week. Later, you marvelous monsters. <laughs> <laughs>